Goody will drive. Left hand and flush over the top of Kipnick and the foul. 15 to shoot. Pull back, step back three. Bottom! Trey Woodbury! Humphrey, Humphrey to the goal to win it for the Mavericks. It's short. Tip back and Weaver got it. Yes! Jones for the tie. Oh, he's down and one. Are you kidding me? It's knocked away. Still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! It's good. There's no possible deflections for Southern Utah. Anything you'd like to say on behalf of the whack? The whack's a monster. It's a monster. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Straight Out of Whack podcast. As you can see, I have a special guest today that called the whack a monster. That was back in March right before Utah Valley took on UAB in the NIT semifinals. He is the new head coach of the reigning WAC regular season champions. Todd Phillips live from the Nuvi basketball center after practice this morning. Uh, how was practice? You guys are getting ready to go to Italy, I believe. Is, is that right? Yeah, we are going to Italy next week. So we leave on Wednesday. Um, practice was better today. A little rough yesterday. You know, you go through – we get 10 official practices for Italy, and so they've been really good. And all of a sudden, last Monday, we hit a wall, and, you know, it was kind of pulling my hair out a little bit. And the coach had just consoled me. I was like, hey, it's not bad. It's one in 10 is not bad. Uh, much better today. Much better day with the guys. And so, you know, it kind of gets that time of year. It's, we're middle of summer. We're trying not to kill them and go too much. But, you know, we, we got a lot to put in and a lot to do with, with a bunch of new guys. I was going to say, in baseball, I think they refer to it as the dog days of summer between July and August. So, I mean, that's probably kind of what you're feeling right now with the guys. And maybe they're getting tired of just competing against each other and want to get competing against somebody else, right? 100%. 100%. And it's just like, you know, you, you know and the more we play, the, you know, you get a little nervous. The guy goes down, like, oh, the guy can't play. What are we doing? And and so it, it's been good. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It, it helps, I know, them to – to increase the excitement by getting out and playing and practicing and getting ready to go to Italy. But like they're, they're, they're creating relationships with one another and kind of filling each other out. So it's been fantastic. Did you, do you have your, your, I guess, I don't want to say starting point guard cause I don't know the starting lineup yet. I'm assuming, but Drake Allen, the Southern Utah transfer, he got married this weekend. Do you have him at practice? I know he said he's going to Italy with you guys, but uh, you know, did you give him a couple of days off to go celebrate honeymoon, whatever he needed to do? Well, you know, I gave him Thursday off. He got married on Thursday. I gave him Thursday and Friday off. Uh, we didn't practice Saturday, Sunday. To be honest, we didn't think he'd be here Monday. But uh, true Drake Allen fashion, he was he was here Monday uh, when we recruited him the whole time. And obviously getting to know his fiance and stuff, all he kept saying is, I'm not missing practice. I'm not missing practice. And just made us want to recruit him even harder and even more. Uh, unbelievable young man. Um, everything we needed in a point guard, in, in a player that's played in this league. He brings leadership and toughness. Um, and I think he brings camaraderie. The guys really like him. You know, he's fun to be around. And so it's he's been a really big blessing for us going forward as as we create this new team. You have been at Utah Valley for what four 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 years or four so years. Yeah. since you know Mark Madison took over. You were the associate head coach. You had your moments where you got to be the head coach. I think you coached in a a pink collared shirt at Cal State Bakersfield a couple of years ago when Mark Madsen couldn't be there. If, if I remember right, I, I feel like if I remember that wardrobe. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like that pink shirt, but uh, you know, I'm changing a little more green nowadays. But one hundred percent. And I and I and coach was coach was gone. I can't remember COVID. I think COVID got him at Cal Baptist, so I coached at Cal Baptist. So, you know, a couple times have a little experience, but, but you know, like everybody, it's like you got to continue to learn and, and grow as the game goes. And so it's been it's been a lot of fun. What's been the? I mean, in, in, you've been a head coach before at Solid Community College, other places. What's been the change from being associate head coach at Utah Valley where you guys go from 28 wins last year? Obviously, you have to build a whole new roster this year, but like the change from in mentality, maybe from associate head coach to head coach. You know, I think the biggest thing, and people ask me this, is probably sleep. It's number one. Uh, you know, slept a lot better as an assistant coach, a lot less stress on your, on, on your plate. Um, you know, from day one of getting the head coaching job, there's, a, there's just, you know, you just feel something on you, a little stress and expectations because it's not just you know you and the program but it's it's all the coaches you bring in it's everybody that's a part of the program that 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 you kind of feel their weight a little bit and excited to have that you know on my on my back and and I think I can lead and and develop these guys and and to bring an excitement back continue to bring an excitement here at Utah Valley so it's it's been good I'd say sleep is number one um been great to have the guys here for a long time as we recruited like all summer and it was no guys around no guys around so to have the guys on campus and working out and seeing guys, you know, lift weights and jump and shoot and dunk, and it, it starts to take a little of that anxiety away that, you know, hey, we got some pretty good players and should have a good group. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I want to I wanna ask you, is there anybody that's kind of stood out so far? I mean, you mentioned Drake, but anybody else that's kind of stood out so far from these newcomers? Well, we'll talk about maybe a couple of returners and Ethan Potter and Jaden McClanahan in a couple of minutes, but just these newcomers, anybody that's kind of stuck out to you? Um, you know, I think, I think the young guys, the freshmen, so we have two freshmen um, coming in, Jackson Holcomb and Osiris Grady, two young kids who, you know, I just, their, their energy and effort and, you know, they, they want to prove something, you know, they want it right now. Like everybody today, it's like freshmen don't want to come in and wait. They're like, I, I want it now. And so I've been really excited and, and pleased with how, hard they've worked and how quickly they've picked stuff up, you know, and, and as freshmen, they're just, there's so much they don't know and so much they don't know what they don't know, but they just continue to play hard. And I thought those two have given us great energy and, and, and enthusiasm and practice kind of, cause it's all new for them, right? Summer's their first, their first pitch with, uh, with college D one basketball. And so they've been, they've been fantastic. So those two guys definitely have stood out. Um, I have a, we have a red shirt kid, Trevin Leinhart, who uh, from Davis, a Utah kid who, who was going to have a chance to play this year, um, you know, his growth. And, you know, you never know with those, with the kid on a red shirt, how good they can be. But now that we played live, he's been fantastic and, you know, better than we thought, which is always pleasant when you got guys better than you thought. Um, and now obviously the new guys coming in, it's just, you go in the portal, you get a guy, you talk to their coaches, they tell you some good things. Some other people tell you the bad things about them. And so to really just get them here on campus and see what they can do really pleasant surprise with, with those guys and, and their work ethic and, and the togetherness the guys already have. So you kept the Toulson pipeline alive. We've had a Ryan Toulson, a Connor Toulson, a Jake Toulson, and now we get a, a Tanner Toulson. What does he bring coming over from BYU that you're, that you're excited about? Yes, all of that. He brings it all. Yes. He, really good player. Uh, obviously, Connor, I coached at, at Salt Lake and helped win me a national championship. So uh, deep bloodlines with that family. Um, smart guy that I am. I went back to that well again. And, you know, that, they got a younger brother, too. I probably should be 
hitting him and, 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 and Connor has, has a couple kids. So I should be on them as well. And they're, you know, four or five years old, but, um, um, Tanner, Tanner is a tremendous player, uh, big and strong, you know, only going to be a freshman, basically red shirt of there last year, really shoots the ball. Like, like the whole toolsome family does. Um, you know, what I like about him most is he has a little chip on his shoulder, you know, to prove to people, I think maybe being the younger brother, you know, and having cousins who are big time players that, you know, oh, are you going to be good? And so he has a big chip on his shoulder to be a good player, puts in the work, um, you know, r- really happy with him. He's, he's been a great addition to our team and, you know, a kid who's going to come in and, and, and see minutes right away. I think people want to know what to kind of look for in terms of playing style that Utah Valley is going to have. I don't want you to give me your whole scouting report yet. Maybe you don't even know fully yet, but like, what's the plan? Get up and down the floor, Half, like some 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 go to the half court game like what's your it feels like the roster that you built is built with athleticism and quickness and just that's what you're going to use is your length as well like can you elaborate maybe a little bit on that what the what fans can expect playing style wise you bet you know i, I think i think fans are going to see really similar to what we've been doing you know um one you know i had a, I had a heavy hand in, in in building the roster the last three or four years and and, and coach and I agreed on a lot of things and that was to be big, which we are. I mean, you know, we haven't talked about him yet, but our big kid, you know, from Utah state, he, uh, Dorius, they list him at seven, one. We measured him yesterday at seven, two. Um, he's big, he's physical. He plays, he plays until he can't play anymore. Now he's, he's not a Z's. He's not going to put his elbows on top of the backboard, but he's big and long up there and, and, and you're going to feel him, you know, and then we brought in, we brought in some other big kids, um, Ethan Potter, who's already on the roster. So I think we'll be big and physical, much really similar to what we were last year. Um, our, our wings are long and athletic. You know, I don't think we'll be the most athletic team in the league. We're not going to just dominate with athleticism, but I think we dominate with size and physicality. Um, I think our short, we have one guy under 6'4". Everybody else is 6'4 plus. Um, you know, and, and I think we'll run a lot. Obviously, we talked about Drake. You know, it's it's open for who's going to be our starting point guard, but but we like being big that way, you know. Uh, last year with Woodbury, you know, kind of not a true point guard, but a really good point guard, you know, led the, led, led the league in assists. Um, you know, we like that. We like that size that he brings. And so we went and recruited a lot like that. A lot of our, our wings are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, you know, and obviously the bigs are big, 6'10", 7 foot. Um, and so I think you'll see us get up and down um, in control. I think we'll run and execute offense. And then I think what we hang our hat on is we're going to guard and defend and rebound. Absolutely. I want to ask you about Ethan Potter. I mean, in the NIT, WAC tournament too, and then there were some games throughout the you know the season. He he really played well late in the season. Got some great development, great minutes too. Like I remember at uh, I believe it was at Colorado, he hit a couple threes that kind of kept you right there to help you know going to halftime with some momentum. How how big? I don't I don't know if you know yet, but the increase in his role this year, you know, now he's got more water under his feet. Yeah, no, he's going to definitely have a huge increase in his role. You know, I think what the kid can do um, is I think he has the ability to score the ball in a lot of ways. You know, he had a couple of big threes, like you said, but actually, you know, he was known as a, as a back to the basket, jump look up and under guy in, in high school, led the state in scoring, um, has a nice mid range. His ball goes in. That's kind of what we talk about him is like, what is he? Where does he play? It's his ball just kind of goes in. 
you know, and it, it's our job to, to build that confidence, you know, as, as you come off the bench and you don't play a ton of minutes and you're young and you're trying to figure it out. It's not easy. It's not easy. And it's like, Oh, this, why, why can't this guy do and practice what he does in games or what, why can't he do in games what he doesn't practice? And we've seen it. Um, so he's taken a much more surgical role this year, you know, kind of giving him like, Hey, let's, let's step it up and challenged him. And he's responded really well. So I think you're going to see a really good player this year in him. What is he truly? I, I can't tell you. Because he'll hit two threes, and the next game he'll score, you know, a bunch of jump hooks at the basket. Um, you know, he's, he's sneaky athletic. Uh, he, can, he can rim roll, and, and we can lob, throw them in the lobs. Um, and so he does a lot of things. And, and I think that's what we're banking on with his team is a lot of diversity, a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things and, and step up. How good was it for him to be working all last year behind, you know, with – not behind, but with Aziz, with Tim Fuller, and those, I mean, Tim Fuller probably was the, the leader of the group, but, like, how good is it for a young guy to be working with those guys that have played a lot of basketball? Tremendous. You know, tremendous. And, you know, I'm not – hope I don't speak out of turn here, but, like, his skill level is better than Fuller's. It's just better. He shoots it better. He, he does those things. But he doesn't do all the things that make you a winner that Fuller was so good at. And so sitting behind him and learning and, and developing those things, you know, all the 50-50 all the balls that Fuller got to, all the – you know, verticalities where guys drove it in there and he was vertical there and, you know, there's no call and the, the crowd's yelling because there's two guys colliding in bodies. You know, Potter can do that. He's just got to do it on a consistent basis. And so I think it's been great for him to learn and grow. And you can see it right now in practice. He's coaching our young guys and he's on the new guys like, hey, this is how we do stuff. We did a verticality drill today and, and his was great. You know, and the other guys, oh, you can't turn your body. You can't twist. You can't bring your arm down. And, and, and he's doing it right. So I think that gives him confidence and helps him to develop his game. And, you know, our big thing with him is continue to push him to be the player we think he can be. Is there, do you guys have one more roster spot open? Is there a plan there? I, I, I believe you do, but I want to just confirm with you. I've got a few. We, ha we have a commitment. We're just working on a kid. Um, I'm not quite sure what I can say. I can't say, but we've had, we've, we've committed a kid. He's we're waiting to see internationally if we can get it done. There's a couple of hiccups there. So, you know, it's kind of day to day. One day as I go, there's no way it's gonna, we can get it done. And the next day it's like, oh, we think we think you have a chance. So we're working on that. So right now that's the plan. So we do have an, another big in the pipeline um, dealing with international and, and see what happens kind of on their end um, to see what happens. So we'll see in the next couple of weeks. You probably probably know a little bit more than me because I don't I, it just changes daily. And so I just like let me know when it's done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I, I I got a question from a fan about that, so I wanted to ask and just be sure on that. Also, um, you guys are going from what I've read on another blog site. You guys are going to the Jacksonville Classic MTE. Charlotte is one of the on-campus games. Is it kind of similar to Wake Forest, where you're going to play that game a couple of days before you go to Correct. Florida, or how does that work out? If you can talk about that a little, yeah, bit? yeah. I don't know if that's official yet, but yeah, we'll go play Charlotte before. The MTE, I think it's around the 15th or 16th of November. I think we'll go there and play, and then then we'll then we'll go to Jacksonville and we'll play the tournament there. I don't think all the teams are set for that yet, but it's it's the same way. It's kind of a winners. There's four teams there. If you win, you play the winner. If you lose, you play the loser. Um, and playing that, so it, 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 we're excited about that. Should be a lot of, a lot of fun to get our guys, you know, on the road and travel. And and to be honest, I miss the days of of playing winner games. Right? It used to be that all the time when I when I played. I was like, okay, you can go to this tournament. You play on Friday, you win, you play the winner on Saturday and kind of 
you know, a, a mini championship, if you will. And I, you know, we've kind of gone away from all that stuff. And, but I, I like that. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you can say about the schedule that some people might be surprised about, or is it just still under wraps right now while you figure out the contracts and um, so forth? I think it's pretty much done. I don't know. You know, I'm new to this, so I don't want to get myself in trouble here or there, but, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're playing, playing some tough teams. We have, I think it's out. We play Liberty here. We have Liberty at home. Yep. We have Weber state at home. So we have some good home games, really hard for us to get home games. Um, we're at Oregon state. We're at, uh, who we at? we're at Boise state. We're at Utah. So I think those are three of our, our non-conference pretty like, you know, power five teams or, you know, obviously Boise state, I think would be one of the best teams in the, in the mountain West this year. So, you know, I should probably fire our scheduler on that. That wasn't the smartest decision, <laughs> but you know, I'm from Boise. So it's hard to pass up playing those guys. I, I know those guys well, and it's, it's a great place to be. So we'll take our guys down the road a little bit and, and, and go to Idaho and play Boise state. The other one I want to ask you about you, I believe, unless it's different on your schedule, November 9th might be your season opener at Sam Houston. How do you feel about that in that WAC CUSA Alliance with knowing? Don't, don't feel good about that. Don't, you know, Sam Houston obviously has been really good in the past and it would continue to be really good, you know, so not loving that, um, uh, especially opening up on the road at their place, but you know, we get Liberty at our place. So I guess that's the benefit of the conference USA Alliance. Um, but, it, but it's good. You know, it's, it's kind of funny as a coach, you get to this spot as an assistant, sometimes a little different, like, Hey, let's go play those guys. Hey, we want to play those guys. You know, when I first got here, it was like, yeah, we want to play BYU every year. That'd be great. You know, and the assistants are like, no. And the head coach is like, no, why do I want to play a top team? And you, usually it's kind of just a home and home or there's not much money exchange. We can go play a, somebody get, get paid a lot of money to go play a team of their caliber. And so you kind of learn that coming from Juco where in Juco we'll play anybody at any time. And, you know, the rankings doesn't really affect the rankings that much. Where with Ken Palm and everything here, you got to be really strategic on what you're doing. So, so going to Sam Houston will be, will be good for us. Am I excited? No. But, you know, we'll see what we, we have out of the gates to go out there and play a really good team. Do you – one last question about the schedule. Do you like the, – the conference released their – the WAC schedule last week. Do you like that you have two games in early December where you host Seattle and then you go to Utah Tech? Or are you kind of wishing they were more bunched together? I know that they had kind of had to do that with the 20-game right. schedule and everything, but, like, are you a fan of – I don't mind it. I don't mind. I know a lot of people don't like it. I don't mind it. Because, one, it kind of gets us a, a home game a little earlier in the year, a good home game, and then kind of separates your schedule out. Because I think what's hard at, at our level, especially in the WAC and for most WAC schools, is, like, it's hard to get some good home games in the preseason and get your crowd excited about the season. All of a sudden, it's December. Now you're playing now you're playing WAC play, and you're getting really good teams in. But, you know, people's attention kind of wanes. Where if we can get some good, good games early in the year, like we're going to play Weber at home, which will be great, you know, and playing Sam Houston. You know, you get you get some good crowds early in the year and get some people excited about about your club. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to ask you one last question here. You said it right before we showed the clip right before that UAB game back in March, when you were asked about it. When they asked, you know, if you have any anything else to say about the whack, the whack's a monster. Is it going to be the same thing in 2023, 24, even with Sam Houston and New Mexico State leaving for Conference USA? Um, obviously, that's a big hit, right? Losing two great quality teams. You know, Mexico State's kind of run this league for a while. Um, yeah, I, I, I believe it will be. I mean, the thing, the thing that's so tough in our league is, is the diversity. 
it's funny. We talk about colleges want diversity, want diversity. We have diversity in our league. We got teams to play big. You know, we typically play pretty big. We have a big team, big five, big four, man, six, seven to, to six, ten at the four, and then seven foot at the five. Grand Canyon's really similar to that. Then you go out to Seattle, and they may have a six, ten, five man, but he's shooting threes, and he's running around the court, and you got to guard him. You know, in Seattle's, you know, they're going to put up 35 threes a game, and you got to try to figure out how to guard it. And then you can go to Texas and play Tarleton and play Abilene Christian and SFA, and they're not going to let you touch the ball. They're going to they're going to deny you and pressure you and climb up in you, and so you got to figure out how to play all those ways. You know, and, and I think we've had success in the league because we kind of have a have a formula, if you will, where we can kind of play a little bit of everybody's what everybody's way. We shoot the ball pretty well. We can play be big. Um, we can handle some pressure, um, and, and so kind of trying to trying to match everything. And it, it's night in and night out. It's it, it's it's crazy. You know, you just went from getting a barrage of threes to a team who shoots five threes but they're just going to not let you touch the ball and deny you everywhere. You know, do you have your press breakers in? Do you have, have all that stuff in your pressure releases? And so I think that's what I say it all the time. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. But then you go through the season. It's like, man, this is not very fun. This is, this is, this is a lot of work um, uh, of preparing for those different teams. And so I think that's what this league will continue to do because we have those teams and we have those guys who coaches who have certain styles. And then, you know, there's, there's the talent just keeps getting better and better. You know, from just three or four years ago, the guys that are coming into the league, you know, are, are tremendous. And now we're losing guys, too. You know, we're losing some top guys, but it seems like there's new guys every year. I mean, if you look at our starting five, you know, before the season, we had a – obviously, we went on an amazing run, had a great year, won the whack, but, you know, we weren't picked that. I think we were picked six to start the year, and we sent four guys to power fives. Cincinnati, Ole Miss, Oklahoma um, – who am I missing there? Illinois. Illinois. Illinois, yep. you know, and, and if Fuller would have kept not retired, he could have, he could have went somewhere as well. And so, you know, you're saying all those guys are starters in, in those leagues and we're having them in our league. That means our league is really good. And it is. Yep. 100% agree with you there. 100% agree with you. It'll be an interesting season. Todd Phillips, first year Utah Valley head coach. Good luck this season, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. And and obviously, we'll see. You know, if you get that commit that you were mentioning, you know, you're still working out the details. So, perfect. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Wack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Wack Hoops Digest for all your Wack Hoops news and information.